Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Ow, ow. <laughs> we got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hey now. And running the boards is Joey D. Hello. On today's show, we will get some comic book talk from BJ. We will talk some television and uh, some movies that are coming to the screen, maybe sooner than later, maybe returning, and maybe later than sooner. We'll have to see how that yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. See our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just search BJC's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Odyssey. 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 <laughs> the Odyssey. Oh, my goodness. Uh, do it. Yes. And you can do all of that. <laughs> Send us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. That'll be fun because then we can talk about fun, nerdy things. I mean, we're talking about fun, nerdy things, but I want to talk to you out there listening to me right now because that'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It is comic book day. Wednesday is comic book day. If your local uh, comic book store uh, puts them out, you should go pick them up because your pull box is probably pretty full right now. Mm. BJ, I know that you read some comics and you've got uh, you got one to talk about today, right? Well, and I'm going to show you this, Fizzy, because I want you to see Spider-Man's new uniform and see how it's causing all sorts of a stir there. There's his new uni. Oh, that yeah. that is interesting. That kind of reminds me of when Superman went blue for a while. And yeah. nobody liked it. How are people feeling about this one? Because that, that seems a little weird. Yeah, it is totally like not the colors. If you, if I said, hey, uh, you could you, you, you could hardly tell that's a spider on his back. But this is all because uh, he's got all this fancy gear in there to basically have all of the folks that follow his uh, his his app uh, get to follow him on his adventures and even get to what, comment what? on. You know, it's sort of it's a nice. Um, if you will, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a comment on how social networking is so prevalent that Spider-Man has to take people with him while he's fighting crime, so, and they get to even comment like they go, "Spider-Man, we want you to say this as a quip. We want you to joke about this. We want you to, so because they can see through his lenses." Oh my see, goodness, that's so they, weird. Yeah, that's I hope he remembers to turn the camera off when he has to take a whiz. Well, <laughs> I think when you're punching the guts out of somebody, that might maybe the whiz is the not the worst thing you can see. Is, <laughs> he's being live streamed. So Ew. Um, so that's what's going on he's got that in in his life and also um uh you know there's a whole there's a whole lot going on including a a romantic story where um robbie robertson who is the son of um joe robertson is uh who was uh who was the assistant editor of the bugle but now he's in charge of the bugle since jay jonah's now in charge of this app that does does the the spider-man following um and, you know, it's more sensationalistic. And, you know, Robbie Roberts is kind of like, Jonah, you're kind of a you're kind of a huckster. You're kind of a muckraker. And they have a bit they're not getting along because Jonah's just not considered a real journalist, perhaps by Robbie's uh, Robbie's oh, mind. Yeah. But Jonah's like, Robbie, the bugle's making no money. I'm making all the money. You guys are nobody cares about you guys being a newspaper. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Robbie's kid is dating a supervillain who uh, is the daughter of a supervillain that has real problems with Robbie Robertson. So it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of a thing going on. Uh, And also Kingpin is trying to assemble tablets that will give him unseen horrific supernatural powers or something. And uh, he's got, uh, well, he's got Baron Mordo involved, and we know him from the Doctor Strange world. So 
Uh, this is this, it, 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 everything's hitting the fan for poor Peter Parker. Well, I mean that's usually how it works out for him, right? I mean, it sure, yeah, it really does. It, yeah. I mean, if it was just Peter Pan, oh, Peter Pan, Peter <laughs> Parker just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he never wants to grow up. He just wants to be a spider all the time. Oh yeah, my goodness, exactly. yeah. But if he had a normal life, that'd be kind of boring. We don't want to see him doing his laundry unless he's fighting someone while doing his laundry. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what's happening in the world of uh, of Spidey, and it seems like they have an issue that comes out every two days. It's I, it's just nuts. <laughs> uh, I was I mean I was two issues behind. And I thought, my gosh, I, I, are you kidding me? Meanwhile, all my other books haven't even, they haven't come out. So it's like Spider-Man is definitely on an accelerated calendar when it comes to releasing issues. I love that. Uh, another show that uh, you've been watching a lot, which uh, I've talked about having seen the first episode and still liking it, we're going to keep watching it, is uh, Resident Alien. And it's interesting because it's on the Peacock app. And it is also on the Sci-Fi channel. So hey, well, yeah, Sci-Fi is owned by Universal. Ah, okay, okay, that makes more sense. I was like trying to figure out what the hell was going on with that, but yeah. So we're watching it on the Peacock app, um, which is free for people, and you can spend money to get all the extra episodes of The Office or whatever. I don't know. But uh, Resident Alien is fun because it's got Alan Tudyk on it, and mm-hmm. BJ, you've managed to uh, see all the way through for, uh, the first season finale. Yeah, they had the season finale for us folks watching on the live TVs. Uh, and I think you probably, if you have On Demand, you should be able to get most of these episodes. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one, Rev, because you've just watched the first episode. And, um, you know, obviously you know what he's trying to do. I think the first episode covered the fact that yes. he was there. To, he's there to destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. But his ship got damaged. And not only when his ship crashed, the device that he was going to use to destroy the planet is lost. So he needs to go out there and find it. Um, there's also a bit of a mystery, uh, you know, as far as the town is concerned, because there's been a murder. Yeah, it's a murder mystery. Dun dun. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, which is really funny. Yeah, as you talk about how he learned how to speak English by watching Law and Order. Um, yeah, I, I will tell you this: there is really cool resolution. What I like, what I like about this show is that. Just when you think you should hate somebody, like, okay, I should really hate somebody, or just when you think you should like somebody, they give you some more information. This show will continue to give you some more information. You're going to see some flashbacks, Rev, uh, to be able to learn a little bit more about certain characters. And it is, uh, it is, it it was a great finale. I really don't want to say a whole lot because I didn't know you were going to start watching it. I Uh, I wasn't planning on watching it either, but we had a little bit of a show hole and I was like, well, BJ really likes this. And I do like Alan Tudyk. He plays some very strange characters, um, through all across uh, television and movies and voice acting too. Absolutely. He's played what I know he's played a chicken. Oh my God, he's played a chicken. He was Lord Wesselton in Frozen. He was also something Weaselton in uh, Zootopia, which was a relate. But he's been in pretty much everything. And, and there's another animated show where he plays the devil that actually follows, uh, or at least fo- you know, followed uh, Resident Alien. So it was like he, he he was the star of this one show, and then he's the voice of this animated show that followed on sci-fi. Well, I don't know if you know this, BJ, but it has been renewed for a second season. Very excited about that. So uh, you can keep on watching it without having to worry about whether or not sci-fi is going to cancel it. And they did. I mean, they they. I, I like the fact that they're ending the seasons where it could be the end of the series. I think that everyone's learned that you better do that. You got one season, end it, and at least end the storyline. So in case you don't get renewed, like uh, American Gods, uh, you know, that way you can go. All right. Well, I can see that being the end. Uh, so this end looked like it could have been the end of the of uh, of the whole series, but you also could see how. Uh, and then they could go on if they want to. And um, Rev, I, I, there's not much else I can say about it because you haven't seen <laughs> all the cool stuff. But 
it is done well. I, I it's I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's characters that have great interactions with each other, and uh, it is a it is a fun show, but it can be dark at times. And he is just tremendous. And it's a great study of humanity, actually. Uh, you, you'll find yourself getting some warm moments in this show where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, okay, I, I just got hit in the feels and didn't expect that. Um, it is Because uh, ultimately it is a show about our own humanity whenever you have a fish-out-of-water alien story. And, of course, he wants to destroy the entire world. And, well, we have to have this show tell us why maybe he shouldn't. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Know, and, and, and examples <laughs> of humanity are the way to do it. Um, it's clever. It's well done. I don't know if Joey D should watch it because perhaps he will get his, oh. uh, his suspension of disbelief would be challenged again. Uh, I have a friend of mine that that, that, that actually I was surprised he watches this uh, the show and he goes, "Oh yeah, I've been watching it." And I want to talk to you about the finale. And yeah, his he's one of those guys. How did this happen? And this didn't make logical sense. And this did and I'm like. Yeah, dude, you don't understand. We have to suspend our disbelief. The line has been moved. I think the I disbelief know. line has been moved. We, we, <laughs> they're not going to change. We are the ones that have to change. I yeah. think I know what we can do. What? Joe, we're going to watch these shows altered. There you go. Get hammered. Have fun. But then I won't be able to remember them. <laughs> I think it might be the best. Yes. <laughs> you can feel the emotions yeah. of watching it as opposed to the anger of uh, the the logical fallacy. There was a green alien. And then, <laughs> and then he was funny. He said some stuff I don't remember. And think about this, Joey. If you are trash, at least you have a real reason to call him Captain Falcon. There we go. <laughs> Which I will do continually till the end of that show. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, so Resident Alien, like Rev said, it's on Peacock and uh, on demand if you have cable. Uh, it's It's a uh, it's a fun show. Uh, also on uh, the streaming services is on Netflix. We have Space Sweepers, which sounds uh, somewhat uninteresting to me. Uh, when I first saw it, I literally I thought it was one of those like Marie Kondo cleanup places. <laughs> like, oh, we need to clean up our space, and so I just disregarded it. Like, just looking at <laughs> the name, moved on from it. But it's actually a sci-fi space opera, which means BJ, you've had to have watched it. Dude, I'm glad you're talking about this because of the fact that I think this just got released and not enough people knew about this, and it's really sad. It's uh, I believe Korean made, mm-hmm. so uh, it is it is in Korean language. You can get the American dubbed version, or if you want, you can just watch in its original language and just subtitle it, which I like to do myself because I really want to hear what the actors sound like. I think it's better. Um, But uh, this is a really good movie. It's a movie, and it's set in the year 2092. The special effects are really good, and I I really believe that that these guys put their heart and soul into this. You don't know any of the characters, as far as I know, any of the actors, and that's always a fun thing, to to see the stars from another country and how they're doing. Um, But the storyline is really awesome. I mean, there's... uh, you know, there's basically a bunch of junk collectors and their job, because there's so much crap up in space of all the satellites that have been put up there, you literally have to go up there and have people go clean it up or it's going to do a lot of damage to the satellites you want to keep. So these space sweepers, that's their job. And um, there's definitely a have and have not situation. The earth is really in bad shape. So you kind of want to go live somewhere else. And there's this it almost like Elysium. There's this like Elysium type of ring that's been built way above the Earth, and I think you can like take an elevator to get there. And uh, they've recreated an entire an entire living area that's just basically utopian. But Ooh. well, I mean, are you rich? Do you have a lot of money? Might you be a white guy? Well, then yeah, you can go live there. But if you're oh, everybody yeah. else. It sucks, and um, so that's the that's the storyline. And the, these junk people are basically they they they're trying to earn as much money as they can cleaning up junk. So obviously they're not the good folks that get to go live there. Mm-hmm. But then there's a humanoid robot by the name of Dorothy. 
who's known to be a weapon of mass destruction. And so these space sweepers accidentally get involved in this whole Dorothy business, a risky business deal, trying to make a lot of money, not realizing they could be handling this WMD that could be the worst ever. And of course, well, you know, there are powers that be that don't want that happening. Sure, they don't want them involved. And it's really, I mean, it's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. And uh, nobody knows about this. It's free on yeah. Netflix. It's Space Sweepers. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think you will too. And I really, uh, if you don't, there's one actor in it that you might know of. It's uh, Richard Armitage, who uh, played Thorin Oakenshield in Peter Jackson's The Hobbit. So he was the he was like the he's, king dwarf. Uh, so he was yeah, one of those. Spoiler alert, he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. No! So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, there's at least one actor who has uh, been in through some of those things. But yeah, like you said, most of them are relatively unknown uh, characters or actors with that. But uh, they're good. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a female lead, uh, Captain Jang. And uh, again, you know... Uh, I, I think a, a great role model uh, for people who feel like they're marginalized. And a lot of women just never got to see good, strong characters in sci-fi movies back in the day. And she kicks ass. Uh, she's I, I really, really enjoyed her character. Uh, some other movie news out there. There will be a sequel to Venom, which uh, another one of those movies that a lot of people poo-pooed on. But I really enjoyed watching it uh, just because it, it is a it's a faithful take on 90s Venom. So I felt that was really good. Plus, it has Tom Hardy in it. It's badass. Mm. Well, they're doing a sequel called Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which for (laughs) all intents and purposes, we look like we're going to be having Woody Harrelson as Carnage because he was shown, spoiler alert, at the end of a post-credit scene in the original movie. So... They've been hoping to, you know, film this and get it out there, but obviously the pandemic has pushed many movies back. This one has been moved back to, hopefully, September 17th. Oh, so this year. Supposedly, (laughs) September 17th. Obviously, because of the way things are going, um, anything can change. So we're going to hopefully get it by the end of the year. Uh, I don't know what will happen with that, but uh, hopefully... I feel like we should because we are getting uh, Black Widow, right, in July or August or something? Yes, yes. Black Widow has been changed, and uh, gosh, yeah, I think it is uh, July 9th. July 9th. Thank you very yeah. much on that. So if, if they're going to release Black Widow, there's no reason why, even though I think it's probably not the same company, but there's no reason why Venom can't be released. Yeah, yeah, you know and it's they, it's a Sony product, so yeah, they're definitely yeah. still doing the Spider-Verse without Spider-Man. They've been kind of planning all of these things, so being able to see Venom and Carnage would be super fun with that. Still got to see the first one, and now it's not free anywhere. I missed my window. Oh, is it not on Stars anymore? Because that no. was where I caught it. Yeah, I uh, uh, I can't find it. Oh well, can't find it. Well, we'll scour the internet for you, BJ, and hopefully Thanks, we'll, we'll find you a copy that doesn't have a computer virus on it or something. <laughs> well, or maybe I'll just probably have to buy it. Oh yeah, you know, I guess that makes more sense. Least. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You can do all of those things. I forgot about that. I guess I can. <laughs> uh, another thing that's very fun is that James Gunn is finishing up Suicide Squad, and he's also working on the uh, Peacekeeper, uh, the show that is uh, with uh, John, <laughs> John Cena. His character for HBO Max. Uh, those things have been tying up his time, but he is still working on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. He sent out a tweet a little while ago, back on April 5th, that says, Our designers and visual development geniuses are busy creating new, fantastic designs of other worlds and alien beings. I'm not sure the galaxy is big enough for all this magic. This one is huge. I'm excited. Hashtag Vol 3. 
Now, so, I know that uh, Thor Love and Thunder is coming out. Are we are we going to see uh, Thor in Guardians for a little bit? I mean, I it, they, they teased us at the end of Infinity. Well, the poster that I've game. the poster that I've seen uh, is a fan poster, so never mind. Uh, I was looking at that <laughs> oh, because I'm go. like, there's Thor right at the bottom of it, but it's a fan poster, so I don't and know it, if I, I, I can I did not. hear that uh, a lot of the Guardians folks are going to be in Thor. Yes. But I don't know to what extent. Like, yeah, and we don't. pop in, maybe, it, who knows. And we don't know necessarily when it's going to be happening. It looks like Volume 3 has been confirmed to start shooting by the end of the year and they're widely expecting it to land in the summer of 2023, but because of all of uh, how all the movies are being pushed back, like we just talked about, it's kind of up in the air when it comes all down to it, but it's still being worked on. We don't have to necessarily worry about whether or not it's going to be made because it will be. Yeah. Yeah. uh, since you're talking about that, I, I just wanted to give a quick nod. I know we didn't really make mention of it too much, but uh, Star Trek First Contact Day was about was actually a week ago. And, oh. um, and, and And I didn't realize this. Star Trek First Contact is 25 years old, that movie. What? Uh, that's insane. Wow. Yeah, it, it, Arguably probably the best next generation movie that they made. And I can't believe it's 25 years old. But they had a whole bunch of panels and things that they did with Paramount. Paramount's really... You know they're going all out with with really supporting us folks that went and got the Paramount Plus app, uh, and uh, before that CBS All Access. Lots of great reveals. Uh, looks like Q is going to be in season two of Picard. Very excited about that. I know Gareth von Kallenbach sent me the teaser, and I was like, you should probably send that to VJ. And I immediately talked to you about it, and I was like, so how excited are you for Q, man? Oh, very excited. John Delancey's a great actor, and, and Will Wheaton got to interview both him and uh, Jean Luc. And people are uh, Jean Luc or Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick said he didn't want to give any spoilers, but everybody is so smart that they are analyzing every word that Patrick Stewart said. Oh, jeez. And people are thinking we might get to see some past stuff, which means we may get to see an actor cast to play a young Picard, and uh, we might get to see some Stargazer stuff, which oh. was a ship he commanded before the Enterprise. And if you know Star Trek, you know about the lore of the, the history of Stargazer, uh, only because of the... the the uh, ship that they show in the teaser is his Stargazer ship. Oh, there's, wow. There's a certain time where he says something in in his monologue for this little teaser where they focus on the Stargazer. So people are all of a sudden going, you see, you, you can't have nice things. Easter eggs will always be found out. It's like Wait. a two-minute trailer with a 30-minute breakdown uh, video there. Uh, so we may get a young Picard. Is he going to be played by the same guy who played young uh, Charles Xavier? Oh, James McAvoy. That would wouldn't be, that be Wouldn't that be funny if McAvoy right. decided to be <laughs> just everything that he does? But have, we, you know, we talked about uh, we we talked about how oh, I can't remember Venom. What's his name? Uh, uh, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy did play a young clone of Picard in Star Trek Nemesis. It was one of the first oh, gigs he yeah, ever had. That's right. I feel so, like he's too ruggedly handsome, and he was very <laughs> he was very thin, Vicky. Mm-hmm. If you look up a picture of him oh, back yeah. then, mm-hmm. he was super thin. I think I remember uh, seeing that picture. It's have, weird. It is weird, but I have never been so torn on a trailer before because they introduced what is probably going to be the Q storyline, which yeah. I have been begging for since season, episode one of Picard. But then they also spoiled that it might be a time travel season. <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, no, what do I do? Well, Q has done that before, Joe. He's yeah. taken Picard back in time, and in a way, he did it in a way that wasn't so timey-wimey and blew our mind. So uh, we'll see if, yeah, who knows if that if it's flashback or time travel. They also talked about Discovery. They showed uh, this Star Trek prodigy, which they gave us a little bit more information about yeah. this ragtag group of people in the Delta Quadrant. So it's basically going to be a bunch of aliens who know nothing about the Federation that come across this basically derelict 
Federation starship that's equipped with an emergency command hologram. We remember the E-Emergency Medical Hologram, which Robert Picardo played the doctor so well. Mm-hmm. And the Emergency Command Hologram is Janeway. It's, a, it's patterned after Janeway. And yeah. They finally released the cartoon version of Janeway, which looks terrific. I and think it's going to be on Nickelodeon. Yes. Awesome. It's a kid's show, but I'm so excited. And Kate Mulgrew's excitement about this was something. Yay. And uh, and also, LeVar Burton's daughter, Mika Burton, has now become like a super cosplay and Dude. also Trek host. Yeah. And she is just, uh, she's killing it. I just want to give her some love because uh, she, and Will Wheaton even said, you know, it's first contact day, and but, but this movie's older than Mika. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's so cool, though, to see like, you know, Trek fans of all ages and new Trek fans coming along. And Prodigy, I think, is going to be one of those things that will introduce this whole Star Trek world to a brand new set of kids. And uh, you know what? I love that. That's always exciting. And I know that uh, one of our friends, Kayla LaFrance, who was a king of the nerds, uh, she was super excited because Janeway is her favorite character. And she's had a chance to even speak with her and interview her and do some stuff uh, in the recent years. So I, I saw the uh, the art of her in that just by her post. She was so excited for that. So anything new in the Star Trek universe is going to get people excited. We'll see how Joe deals with that uh, time travel aspect Whoops. with it. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, you yeah. have an open mind there, Joe. And a cool, a cool Discovery trailer for season four, a cool trailer, too. And new uniforms again. Totally. <laughs> and yeah. now it is time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what you got? So, sometime last week, uh, on our regular day job uh, on morning radio, we did talk about this list, and I wanted to bring it up here, because it kind of made me go off a rabbit hole. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. (laughs) You mean go in, go go down the rabbit hole. You you don't want to know where I go, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) That might be the right terminology, BJ. I'm going to go up and down and just bloop, bloop. Oh, dear. Get off the rabbit hole, man. It's just killing me, this rabbit hole. No, it actually, mm, as somebody who has ADHD, yes. Okay. Uh, but we were talking about how the website Listverse came together with the 10 most surviving TV, or surviving, surprising TV deaths out there. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and I'll go through them pretty quickly because I want to get into something else. Okay. First one having, it has to be Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Like, no, 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 he's not going to die in the last episode of the first season. And then no. his, his head becomes separated from his shoulders. And you're like, yep. what? What? <laughs> and, and you know what? Like, the thing was, is a lot of people may say a different um, person from Game of Thrones might be their most surprising death. But that one set the tone for the entire series. Yes. And at that point is that is when you realize nobody on the show was safe. Nobody yes. is safe. And that's mm-hmm. what really sold me on the show. Like, the first mm-hmm. episode, the first time I watched it, I may have been a little inebriated. Mm-hmm. I really didn't care about it. Um, yeah. And then up until the last two seasons, I was nothing but obsessed with this show. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's why I don't go to weddings. I just oh, <laughs> that's a good excuse. Anymore. Especially if uh, somebody's wearing chainmail underneath their uh, yeah, suit. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, we got Bill Hendrickson from Big Love, uh, Maria La Guerta from Dexter, Susan Ross from Seinfeld. She was uh, Jason Alexander's character's yeah. fiance. Uh, Maude Flanders from The Simpsons, Jackie Payton from Nurse Jackie. Was that the actual Nurse Jackie died? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Did it end the show? I didn't watch the show. Like, it, yeah, it seems like it uh, would end the show, much, right? It was pretty much done. Okay. okay. <laughs> Peace. Uh, Jimmy Dermody uh, and Nucky Thompson from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, Jimmy Darmody, yeah. Darmody. That was, that was, yeah, and that was big, too. Uh, that was a big one. Uh, Zoe Barnes from House of Cards. Christopher Moltisanto. Mol- 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 is it Moltisanto Moltisanti? 
Oh, is it? Well, is there an E on the end? Yeah, Chris, it's Christopher. All I remember was Christopher. Christopher, Christopher from The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, and then Roseanne Connor from Roseanne. Yeah. And when we were talking about, you know, Ned Stark, obviously Sean Bean, the joke is he dies at everything. This is true. And I was curious to see how many people have died. Like, how? what's the biggest number of on-screen deaths? Because I've thought about oh. that. Like, there was an interview, I think, with Johnny Depp, and he was saying something like, I think, you know, I, is it kind of weird that... Um, Tim Burton just keeps hiring me to, at the time, like just keep killing his wife. Like, is that is there some sort of hidden message under there? Wow! Like, and so I thought that That's was an interesting point. Funny. I'm like, how many, how many people have died and how many movies and everything? So there are a bunch more that beat Sean Bean. I think Sean Bean's only died 23 times on screen. 23 only. 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 So- yeah, we well, well, someday we'll have to look at per capita because it feels like he dies in everything he's in. But you say there's more. <laughs> there's more. Uh, actor Eric Roberts, he's the brother of Julia oh, Roberts. Yes, he yeah. uh, has 35 on-screen deaths. Wow, he, plays, he has such a like face. He played. <laughs> he plays uh, a jerk. He played the master, and I don't know if he actually died in that Doctor Who 1980s TV movie. Uh, that's where he was the master in that, and it's, uh, some I, people what? don't know what to make of his master, but. Uh, I, I, I had no I, idea he was in he Doctor Who. He was liquid who. goo for a while. I know yeah. that in, the, in, the, in that movie. Oh uh, <laughs> he, was, he actually died. He was in The Expendables. He was Maroney in The Dark Knight. He's that face. So you're like, oh, yeah. that guy. <laughs> that guy, he's yeah. probably going to die. Literally, if you go to his IMDb, he has all these credits. And it's like, announced, pre-production, 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 filming, 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 filming. Like, everything. <laughs> he's in everything. Uh, yeah. n- next one is uh, Tom Sizemore. He was in Saving uh, Private Ryan. He has yeah. 36 on-screen deaths. Damn. Uh, like, oh. he's, like, he's one of those character actors who um, you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, him. And he's done some bigger roles, but also he's kind of usually the side, uh, for lack of a better term, expendable guy. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those that it makes sense the more you think about it. Yeah, in my head I was thinking maybe someone dies multiple times in a movie, and that's how they're padding these numbers. Oh, man, if you did that, I wonder how many deaths Tom Cruise would have because of uh, the, <laughs> the, the tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I will say he's not on this list. Okay, that makes more well, sense. And then. then you would think oh, uh, they're Bill not, Murray. They're not counting Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Didn't he try killing himself Very true. Times? Yeah, right? Uh, no, but not on the list either. Number eight, we have to go back a little little ways, even past BJ days, I think. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe. Bella Lugosi. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Dracula. The original Dracula. Mm-hmm. How many th- times did he die? He died a lot, huh? 36 on-screen deaths. All right, Bella. Uh, <laughs> side note, when I was looking at this list, I had an idea for somebody, and I, and I was like, I hope he's on this list, and he is, and we'll get to him in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, number seven, John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away in 2017, but he had 39 on-screen deaths throughout his career. Is he the British actor? I think so. Yes, yeah, yes. He yeah. was in the he was in the movie. He was an with, alien. Uh, yes, he was. There was also a movie with Dane Cook and Kevin Costner. He was in where he played basically like, uh, maybe like just like the like the vision in the head of the I think of the Kevin Costner character, and it was it was one of those Mr. Mo- Brooks. Yeah, Mr. Brooks, and he was creepy in this. I don't know if they counted that one because I don't think he was a real person. I think he was just kind of a figment of imagination. But I mean, if he dies, he dies. Right. Uh, I wonder if they, and, and I guess they count regeneration as a death. He was the war doctor in mm-hmm. a Doctor Who movie. And uh, I, I guess count when it. You, you, you regenerate into <laughs> another doctor, I guess that, yeah, your body's gone. So, okay. Does Josh Brolin get credit for dying as Thanos? 
Um, oh, well, that was only two, though, right? Yeah, he did die twice, but I don't know how many other times he's died in other things. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, another oldie, uh, horror legend Boris Karloff had 41 on-screen deaths. Oh, look at that. He was Frankenstein. Yeah, oh, really? Was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis and also the voice oh. of the Grinch in the cartoon. Was really? he really? Yes. Oh. He looks very, you look at a picture that, of him, you're like, I could see it. That kind of makes sense now. I could see his fist. Wow. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Has died forty-one times on that's screen throughout his career. That is a deaths. that's a lot, and the only one that I can remember because it was it was one of those things that just was like it's a place that'll never be, but it's kind of a reminder. But in Speed, he dies because they're on a subway train, and uh, he he gets pushed up as a sign is going over the train, and he get he loses his head. Oh gosh! And so I was Whoops. like, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, that's what happens don't, right don't, there. Don't go! Don't go! Buddy. <laughs> If, I'm, if I am ever in a situation where I'm on top of a subway train, I know to keep down. So I don't yeah. hit whatever nope. is on. I'm never yes. going to be on no, a subway was, train like he, that, so it doesn't matter. He was also in Waterworld, that uh, gem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was also in Blue Velvet. If you haven't seen it, uh, it was weird. It is. Well, I mean, it's a uh, it's the guy who did... Uh, uh, Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. So it was one of his movies. Oh, David Lynch? Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, it was yeah. literally back in the day, uh, Jen uh, Zier's, we had a thing called Blockbuster before Netflix was a thing. <laughs> and so my parents had the, you can get as many as you want, uh, but you can only rent out twice in a, at a time. And so my boyfriend at the time would go to Blockbuster and I'd always see it. I'm like, this looks so pretty. Blue velvet. Okay. And we watched it. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's good. I do not recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward. Number four, Vincent Price. 41 deaths on screen throughout his career. He did, oh. a, he did a lot of, I don't want to call them B horror movies, but they're the lower level horror but movies. If you're a horror fan, you are oh, a yeah. huge Vincent Price fan. Absolutely. 100%. And that cackling voice at the end of Michael Jackson's Thriller. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The creator of Edward and Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and, uh, right. Yeah, they, if you're that, that's if they remember. count that because I mean he was an old guy and then he died. Did he, I think he died yeah, on Vincent screen. Was, yeah. Vincent was had, had such a, he he had such a great voice. He played mm-hmm. uh, even though it was a weird villain for Batman in the '60s show because I never heard of anybody named Egghead in the comics. Maybe they, they existed, <laughs> but he played his character Egghead, and everything was oh it's exquisite and excruciating. Oh. Any, any ex no, word he, he would he just word eggs. He was a creation by Stanley and Jack Kirby. So he was a real villain. Wait, wait, wait. Or, uh, Stanley uh, and Jack Kirby. Excuse me, not villain. He was a character in Marvel Universe, funny enough. Who? Egg? Egghead. Oh, uh, it's a different guy. I know, but that's so funny. Apparently, he's one in the DC comics as well. All right. Well, it's just, yeah. They're the, just taken from each other. But the I guess. look, yeah, the look he has as the as Egghead um, funny. is a little ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he was great. Vincent Price was great in that. Number three is Lance Hendrickson. He's yeah. from oh, Aliens yes. and Terminator. Exactly. And he, uh, I know a lot of people like to say, I think it's Bill Paxton is the guy who's been killed by uh, a Terminator, an alien, and also a uh, Terminator, alien, and a Predator. But yes. Lance Hendrickson was as well because he was oh. killed by a uh, uh, by a predator, an alien versus predator. Oh. So not just a predator. So oh. look at that. He has 51 uh, on-screen deaths. There's Damn. three of them at least. All right. So the last two, I'll give you guys hints. Okay. One is no longer with us. Okay. He has a phenomenal death scene in a very popular fantasy series. Oh, I know what it is. Oh, oh, who? Okay. I can't. What is what, his what's name? What's his character's name? What's he do? Snape. Snape. No. Oh, 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 no. Alan Rickman? No. It's not Alan Rickman. It's not no. Harry Potter. Good guess. Good guess, though. Fantasy, not Harry Potter. And I know this one because I've known it from before, but uh, it is one of, another master of horror yes. would be Christopher Lee. 
He oh, has died nice. 60 mm-hmm. times on screen. Most of the time because he's the bad guy in horror movies. Again, it's the same thing with Vincent Price. Is yeah. the one you talking about when he, got, when he had his head cut off by Anakin? Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, I forgot I about, forgot about that. that, too. Yeah, because he was, was Dooku. I forgot. Yeah. I was literally oh about God. to ask that, if he was Dooku. I, I think I think you're thinking of Soromon. I was just thinking Soromon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, again, 60 on-screen deaths, but the number one one is the one I'm like, it has to be this guy. It has to be, because I've seen him die more than anything. Who? Danny Trejo. 65 oh. on-screen deaths. Good old Danny. His head was kind of a... walking around on a turtle and breaking banner. Yeah, that's the most memorable one I have. And he's such a badass, it's hard to believe he's been killed that many times. And I've heard that he actually likes to play the bad guy and mm-hmm. to get killed to show basically that, you know, crime doesn't pay. Which is hilarious. Like, if you, I had the chance to meet him. We were at a concert, not mm-hmm. last year, but the year before, and he showed up with his food truck. He's a tiny man. <laughs> and he was so sweet. Like, anybody who wanted a picture, people were bringing up their babies, taking pictures with him. He was loving it. He's just, like, an awesome human being. I'm glad I got to meet him. Well, Netflix is going to have to pick up American Gods, so he's a chance for 66. Uh, <laughs> that's right. He was Mr. World, at least in one iteration. So we'll have to see how that goes does, on there. Does it count if it's, like, a different iteration that gets killed? Um, Will you know count what? it? You know what? I'm going to count it. I'm going to count it for this one. <laughs> he's got to keep his lead. I mean, he's number one in one of the ones that are still Live, so he's a gem. Yes, I love him. Absolutely. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.